This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. <laughs> Salam, welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Abdurri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Whew, what a show we have in store for you today. So plenty to talk about. This, the last couple of days, I just think everything has been featuring in, in sports headlines, in health and fitness. So we're going to try and tackle that on today's show. First, we've got to start off with Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. One of the best fights you will see in the generation that we're in right now. It was fantastic. We're going to be discussing that on the show today. What next for Fury? What next for Wilder? How did things pan out as the fight went out? And which side did you back throughout this fight? So this is this is one of the biggest, biggest topics in boxing at the moment. Everyone's talking about. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the Newcastle takeover. The Saudi Arabians have taken over Newcastle and it is basically on everyone's lips right now around the world whether they're into football or not what's next for Newcastle it's almost like a movie and what signings will Newcastle be making I think happens to be on everyone's lips as well so we're talking about that in the health and fitness segment we've also got what is a good amount of time to give something in health and fitness before you move on now think about that for a second when it comes down to your coach when it comes down to your nutrition when it comes down to your recovery when it comes down to your treatments all these different factors we're going to try and pick out today and see what you guys do more of right we're going to be doing that all that and more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95. this is the halftime show with omar aduri on pulse 95. this is the halftime show with omar aduri on pulse 95. nice strike Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. What a weekend it was as well. We had Iman Trudy and Sabrina Mamai from the Tunisian international football team uh, come to the studio, which was great. Love to see them in the studio. If you haven't checked out that show, check it out on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio. Um, but we're going we're gonna to shift over to boxing. We're going to really start off with the boxing because yesterday, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, the trilogy, people were kind of questioning, do we really need to see this fight? Is it really worth it? Has Deontay Wilder really changed his ways with his new coach, with Malik being in his corner, all the excuses he's made in the past? And what will we get out of that? With Tyson Fury, we asked if he had the motivation to be able to do this one more time with someone he has kind of effectively beaten twice, even though it's a draw and a win. Um, we, we looked at that and thought, okay, well, how is this going to pan out? Then we looked at them coming in uh, much heavier, looking especially on the uh, Deontay Wilder side and seeing how he would cope with carrying that more, that mass, which, you know, sometimes, especially in the conditioning rounds after six and seven, you kind of feel. But with that right hand and the bronze bomber's name himself, you normally know it's one strike and it's over. 
So we saw that. It was actually more than one strike. If you haven't watched the fight, I urge you to go and watch this fight. It's one of the best fights you will ever see. And five knockdowns, it was unreal, unreal. Just seeing the way that Fury and Wilder took to this fight, especially after the maybe the taste in our mouths from the Joshua Usyk fight, because a lot of people thought that would be, you know, Joshua's plan to step in and use his strengths to, you know, fight rather than box Usyk. This was this was a different ball game altogether, you know. And despite Fury winning again, Wilder comes out of this as a winner. And I say that because you see his body language, you see the way he stepped out of the ring, he raised his hands. Maybe he didn't speak to the reporters afterwards or speak back to Fury after Fury had wished him well. But you've got to say he definitely definitely learned from that and he will learn from this fight as well and what's next for wilder i mean you've got the winner between uh, the loser between joshua and Usyk. um next that could be something you know that that wilder steps into you've always got dillian white that could be a good fight for him as well especially that dillian white's been improving and growing in the sport there are so many factors here that you can look at and say that wilder learning from these fights against Fury has become a better fighter. Now, Tyson Fury, on the other hand, wow. You know, skill, uh, class, power, using his weight to his advantage, being able to, to get back up again despite being knocked down. And we look at that and we think he's got to be in the conversation for one of the greatest of all time. I know people have said he is the greatest of all time, but he's got to be in that conversation. He keeps coming back for more. He keeps doing things which are phenomenal. And even when you look at the things that he has overcome, it, it's it's something that you know you can't ignore. He's he's been so so good in so many factors. And and I kind of look at that and think, wow, what a fighter! You know, what a boxer! His the way he's overcome his mental health issues, the way he's overcome his drinking problems, his drug problems, losing over ten stone in weight winning his heavyweight titles back successfully defending his titles that is pure inspiration for anyone that is going through their own challenges going through their own you know battles internally as well as externally you know at work or at home or being able to to focus and overcome and use sport and health and fitness to be able to achieve things that's one thing that Tyson Fury will always stand for. And when we see him win, secretly there's a lot of us that are winning in that situation. And that's why, you know, it's hard It's hard not to like Tyson Fury. You know, some people might say he's a bit over the top or he says things, but he always comes out respectfully. And, and that's why he's got to be one of the greatest of all time. You know, you look at the way he's done things and, and even, even the way he's approached this fight where... You know, it was because of the arbitration. It was because of, you know, the the contract clause, and he and he was supposed to fight Joshua, and then Joshua loses, and then now he's got to turn his focus to Wilder and hopefully not lose the fight the way uh, Joshua lost to Usyk. All these things can play in your mind, but he stayed focused. He stuck to the plan. The small things in the way he managed that fight, the way he he used his weight to his advantage, the way he put his weight on, shooting to the body, shooting to the head, being able to kind of change levels at all times, even when. He was getting hit. There were times where even if you watched the fight, Lennox Lewis was saying, and he was highlighting something that Wilder was circling into, you know, into Wilder, uh, into uh, Joshua, into uh, Joshua, into Tyson Fury's hand. And, and 
those were the only kind of factors we were looking at and thinking where was the was coach probably telling him to do that was he was he hopefully would land the right hand or creating an angle to do so but just shifting your weight and being able to manage the fight the way it was i mean i'm definitely going to watch that again tonight it was it was fantastic what a fight and uh and i think now you've got to say that Fury cements his legacy and and you know how they always argue who's the A side who's the B side I think we all know now who the A side is and that's Tyson Fury. What did you think of it? Let us know text us on 4215 or start up into my DMs at Omar Duri and let me know what did you think of the Fury Wilder fight. Fantastic. One of the greatest of all time. I'm going to be right back after the break but and I will see you talking about the Newcastle takeover. Here we go. This is the halftime show. With Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that what a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Right, okay. So Saudi Arabia have taken over Newcastle. It's been the news. Everyone's talking about the richest club in the league now has now been moved from Manchester City to Newcastle United, bringing back the old days of success, which Newcastle had, the flavor, the style, the poise, how they entertain fans. Maybe not as much in terms of trophies, but in terms of entertainment, they were the hot ticket at one point. And all of a sudden, Newcastle, who are facing relegation, have now just been taken over by Saudi Arabian uh, royalty. And because of that, everyone is talking about who they're going to sign. There has been, you know, crazy names going out there from Mbappe to Haaland to all these people. But one thing we do have to realize here, and I know there's a lot of football fans who tune in, and I know there's a lot of sports fans that tune in. When you come to take over a club, you obviously can't just go out and buy the first thing you see in terms of quality. Even if it is a star, even if it is someone that's incredible, you kind of have to look at how the academy is run. You kind of have to look at the structure of the academy, who's in charge, how all the different levels from grassroots all the way up to the senior squad is being managed, who's being uh, who's managing them and are they trusted to be able to develop those factors because what happens is in a business especially you have to start from the ground up so from here this is why Newcastle United are a, an interesting project because everyone's talking about the signings everyone's saying who's going to be the next manager the manager's still there and I kind of feel for Steve Bruce because Steve Bruce is someone who you know is 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 coming to this club and already been you know casted as someone that's not wanted there that's never never easy it's one of the hardest things to 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 do to achieve to accomplish and i kind of look at that and worry that you know it's not going to end well however saying that better than that what i would do personally if i was coming in at newcastle to take over with a huge company behind me a huge you know organization behind me what i would start off doing is actually invest in the technical director now there are several technical directors out there and even when you look at that you think of why would i get a technical director before a manager because the 
the technical director is actually probably going to outlast the manager, meaning the transfers that come in and the people that come in will be a plan long term. So even if players get filtered out or players come in or coaches come in or managers come in, at least the philosophy and the identity of the club would be number one. That would be something that would be invested in someone that's trusted. When you look at people out there, and I've got a couple of lists here for us here. When you look at people out there, there are the names that we know, the household names, the people that have been, you know, let's say branded around and, and, and looked at. And one of the guys who, you know, um, is someone quite notoriously known for that is Monchi. Now, Monchi is someone who has been you know, discovering talent, working with clubs that maybe don't have all the money, but still getting results. During his first tenure, Monchi raised the standard of the club's academy at Roma and also um, Sevilla. But saying that, the fantastic talents of Sergio Ramos, Jesus Navas, Albert Moreno, Jose Reyes, all these people, he's kind of seen and he's, he's, he's nurtured in there. And he's also signed young players and a cheap as well. So remember that when you do come into a club, you can't just go by, you know, the 11 outstanding players. You've got to kind of balance the books. So signing players and selling them for huge profits, like the likes of Danny Alves, Ivan Rakitic, um, Federico Fazio, uh, Baca, Baptista. These are kind of examples, you know, of who he can sign for a cheap and then sell um, as well. So they have a selling on value. Then you think of who he's prolonged in terms of the careers from Beniga to Fabinho at Liverpool to Canute. That would be a good example for technical directors to be able to get forward. Now, apart from that, we also look at who would be out there available. And Mark Overmars at Ajax has seen year after year all the talent that's come out, all the different faces that's come out of Ajax and how they've been able to maintain that academy. So as we said earlier, academy is one, signings is another, and being able to balance the books, which will be my first priority as Newcastle owners, to be able to get a technical director that can outlast the manager currently and bring in and integrate the future plans for someone. Because right now, I was having this conversation with my cousin yesterday, Newcastle are not in this state to be facing Champions League opponents. Their main aim is to survive in this league. Some people might find that funny, but that's the main aim. So they need a manager that can survive the league because they need time to build inside. Now, is Steve Bruce the right man for it? I would personally give him a try and give him a chance and, and try to give him money to be able to get the hardworking players that he requires. Now, when we look at that, especially, you think of the type of players that would come in that wouldn't be a step down from their clubs. Now, some might argue and say, no, but this club is bigger than Newcastle. And most of the teams will because right now, Newcastle's position is quite low. But when we're looking at that, we think of the players that would probably get paid better, work harder, and still be able to put Newcastle on the map regardless of who comes in. Now, I kind of looked at this and I thought Wilfred Basuma at Brighton would be the first person. Now, I know he's been wanted by some of the big clubs and everything, but right now, the signing for him to Newcastle United under a big project would allow other players with attacking prowess to be able to 
build around Basuma. So that would be my my number one sign. Then you look at players that maybe perhaps have won the league, reached a point in their career where they probably can't go high with their club. And I would say Kasper Schmeichel. Now people might think, are you crazy? He He's uh, he's at Leicester. Leicester are a bigger club. And there will be arguments on that. But Kasper Schmeichel would be another one. Max Ahrens, right back at Norwich, has been one to watch for a while. The right back would cement his place and he would be fantastic for them. Then you think of players that were trending in the summer and maybe we could purchase at the end of the year people like Spinazzola you know from Roma he got a really bad injury and therefore wasn't able to play and all these kind of names where when you look at Manchester City's model and when they signed Robinho that was like the first signing for Manchester before they started purchasing all these fantastic players they started to build something and get a foundation I think Richarlison from Everton would be that uh, Robinho signing because he knows the league quite well because only only a couple of years ago Barcelona wanted him for 80 million so that would be one that could integrate very very quickly looking at that you also have the likes of Coutinho and the Barcelona pretty much um, squad who have players they want to filter out and get off their wage bill yes I agree with that however it has to start from the technical director and the people that cover the long-term project for Newcastle but people are saying Haaland, Mbappe, we heard Martial linked. Which manager would you bring in? Here's another one. Of course, the names of Antonio Conte and Zidane would be thrown all over the place. But right now, that wouldn't be the place for them. But if Steve Bruce does lose his role, who would you put in there? Who would you actually think about to, to take that project? Now, Brendan Rodgers, again, from Leicester is the one that has been linked with them. But I don't know if he would if he would go to Newcastle for the money. I think Brendan Rodgers has always been a, a project-based coach and he's not scared to make those decisions. But I don't know why. I just can't see that happening. Will it be someone like the Brighton manager as well? You see, all these things lead up to trying to build. The one that would make people laugh, and, and again, I was having this conversation the other day with someone who asked that question. If Jose Mourinho <laughs> comes back to the Premier League at the end of the season and actually takes over Newcastle with the money that he wants. Oh boy. <laughs> that would be a crazy, crazy thing. But let me know what you guys think. That was my uh, segment on Newcastle. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, a lot a lot has been said about it. Coming up next is the health and fitness segment. Looking forward to speaking to you right after this. Enjoy, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I feel like we've spoken about a lot already and it's only two segments in. On the third segment, the health and fitness segment is back. And the question I have for you is... What is a good amount of time to be giving something in health and fitness before you move on? We currently are quite impatient and there's a lot of people that try out different things and sometimes maybe don't give it the time that it requires. But my question to you is, what is a good amount of time? And what has worked for you? Is it six weeks? Is it three months? We all know about the 
the theme of 21 days of habit and building habits and, and having good habits and being able to give yourself enough time to enjoy the process and trust the process and all these factors. But what has been working for you? Let me know in the comments on the YouTube underneath and tell me what's worked for you and how much time did you give yourself? Now I say this because there's often, I, I heard something once in, in one of the documentaries and the person said, we live in a fast food industry. Now, before you go there, not necessarily related to food, but something that tells you that we want everything instantly. Everything needs to be done now. We want to see results now. And if you don't get it now, we add something else to trying to mix and stir the pot to get where we want to get to. So with all that in mind, let's take, for example, um, let's say when you hire a coach, for example, and you spend time with this coach, how often do you see this coach one have you given them the opportunity to help you develop and more importantly teach you how to train rather than just be there with you every single step of the way that's the first thing the second thing is have you set yourself a short-term and long-term goal and have you met those objectives because that way as much as we build that relationship with our trainer and our coach etc we also want to know how to do it now some people say it's a lifestyle and therefore need a coach for a bit longer which is completely fine and some people say no you know what i need to learn how to do it and be independent and be accountable so all these factors kind of come into the question that i'm asking is is how much is a good time is it one year is it two years is it five years is it six weeks is it nine weeks these things are all things we all go through even the coaches by the way who have coaches go through this and the idea is to be able to establish what's a good time what is a fair time to do so so for example i have a nutrition coach three months i'm working with that person there's goals set daily weekly monthly and then at the end of the three months then there's also people like um like physiotherapists that you see now that's a bit more different and i'll tell you why so with physiotherapists you kind of it's not just recovering from an injury there's prehab there's being able to manage your mobility there's being able to move better and even when you're not injured the ability to actually perform and do the things the, the boring things to still be able to train the way you want to train play sports if you want to play sports um, recover quicker sleep better they all go hand in hand so that's something that you know um, came about and and I, and I really really like that question that was sent in so I thought I would share that with you guys and at the same time things like sports massages deep tissues ice baths meditation breath work we kind of take some of those and can continue to do them and we kind of ignore some of them sometimes because we think that okay it's done now even though when we look back at that time we say actually that really helped me for example i stopped coffee for two weeks and i love my coffee i stopped coffee for two weeks and actually slept a lot better but the moment my doctor said hey you can have coffee again i went straight back to the coffee so that's telling you exactly how we are and how we react and respond to certain things even if we know we were doing better before what is it that you've been doing let me know in the comments below and i'll see you right after the break enjoy folks this is the halftime show with omar aduri oh he loves the fire 
This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host coming everything sport, international, local. Okay, three segments down, one to go. And we're just covering a couple of things that happened over the last week or so with... The boxing, which was uh, Fury versus Wilder, the trilogy, one of the greatest fights in history. Then we had the Newcastle takeover. Now, there hasn't been domestic football, but that's been pretty much the news. And the first match is against Tottenham, which I can't wait to see what happens there. And then we also spoke about the health and fitness. What is a good time, amount of time that you give yourself to be able to, you know, see results and, and, and really, you know, enjoy the process? That, that was kind of like today's show. Then on Saturday, we had um, Iman Trudy and Sabrina Mamai who were talking about the challenges they face balancing uh, football, which is what they do. They play for the national team of Tunisia and, and work and being able to travel and adapt to different ideas from different coaches. That was pretty cool. So check out the episode. I also put them through the fire round as well. So it was nice to see them uh, uh, sweat a little bit. And talking about that, Last week, we did cover, you know, a few things in in the health and fitness segments and also here. And I always open this. So Florin, Masoud, you know, uh, Mustafa, Terry, Maria, you know, everyone that tunes to Shea you guys always drop some questions and I always try and look into it and see if I can integrate that in the show. So keep doing that for me. Really, really enjoy uh, being able to kind of mix it up with you guys. And at the same time, you give us something to talk about. And there's a lot of inspiration behind it because of your experiences. So, so keep that coming up. And if you do miss our shows, guys, please, please, please head over to the YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, and check them out. We cover things like mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on performance and recovery. And we have some fantastic guests that we get on the show. I'm, I'm looking to get, I'm looking to bring back one guest who, man, he was, uh, he was outstanding, man. Craig McManus. I don't know if you saw that show, but he was someone who had his own challenges he uh you know he faced uh, being homeless he faced addiction and came back and um did his coaching courses i was actually uh, very very fortunate enough to be sitting next to him in the coaching courses that we did in the uk and he's a he's a really really good guy and now he is one of the coaches for the england homeless world cup team you imagine that and you're probably thinking what's a homeless world cup team well sport does a lot of good things and it gives opportunities for people who deserve it, and he deserved that he was the manager that led out people that were less privileged people that couldn't do or, or you know or, or perform at the highest level because of their own circumstances and he's given them an opportunity to represent their national team at the homeless world cup it just happened recently so I'm going to try and get him on the show and one of his players, Zainab, hopefully, we'll get them both on the show um, discussing, you know, the, the reality of it. What's behind it? What's going on? There's a lot of things sometimes, you know, with gratitude and being grateful, we don't get a chance to see what other people are going through because we're kind of, you know, fixated on our own stuff. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. And, uh, and hopefully I'll have him and her on the show very very soon but that's me it's full time on the halftime show thank you so much for spending it with me as always it's a pleasure and an absolute honor to be able to spend that with you guys and i look forward to seeing you soon i'll be back in the studio on wednesday same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 